Welcome to the show. From All Good Tales, it's Media Moments, a show about those strange, weird, unique, and often bizarre times when the world changed forever in an instant. I'm Jack Murray. In this episode, we go to the small Irish town Dungarvan in 1994 and hear the story of how a priest's wish to create fear caused a media moment that would change the world forever. When you want to be in no doubt that the world has heard your message, selling fear really helps. Fear grabs attention like nothing else. It gets people to sit up and take notice. Fear inspires action. This is about a moment of fear. On the morning of Sunday, September 10th, 1995, a couple of hundred parishioners made their way to Mass in St Mary's Church in Dungarvan, County Waterford. Among them was John Murphy, a local man who was a reporter for the Cork Examiner. He settled into the pews. Father Michael Kennedy presided over that morning's Mass. All seemed normal as he read prayers and preached to the congregation from the altar. When it was time to recite his sermon, he slowly approached the pulpit, grabbed it with both hands and began to talk. Today's Mass was about to become a religious ceremony like no other. Under the light of the church-pointed stained glass windows, he told the extraordinary tale of a 25-year-old woman who'd moved from London to Waterford the previous October. Stirring the hushed congregation from their dazes and their daydreams, he told them how she had contracted AIDS. He said the woman was angry at having contracted the virus and deliberately set about spreading it to others. Father Kennedy's audience sat up straight. Had they heard him correctly? They were listening now, gripped for the next word. He continued. As a result of the woman's actions, five local men between the ages of 18 and 28 had been infected, and 80 more were awaiting test results. Now you could hear a pin drop. The congregation was stunned. John Murphy, the reporter in the crowd, recognised this as an outstanding scoop. He frantically searched his pockets. He pulled out a pen and an examiner payslip and furiously scribbled down notes in shorthand. Father Kennedy finished his sermon by appealing to parents to get their children to behave and act responsibly. The congregation was frightened. After Mass, one woman said it was the equivalent of having a killer on the loose. We, we thought it never come to Dungavon, but obviously it hasn't. This was the second time that weekend Father Kennedy had delivered this sermon. But what John Murphy was about to write would change everything. But more of that later. Born in 1950, Father Michael Kennedy grew up in Burr, County Offaly. From an early age, he liked the limelight. He loved hurling, talking and meeting people. He was one of 11 siblings. His father worked as a CIE bus inspector and ran a quiet and devout household. After finishing his leaving cert, Kennedy went to study for the priesthood. After a few years, he left for London, where he received treatment for a stammer. At the age of 24, the now confident young Kennedy decided to enter the world of politics. But this wasn't any old political campaign. He did something very unusual. In the 1974 local elections, he decided to run for Sinn Féin at the height of the IRA's bombing campaign in England. And he topped the poll. The explosions in Guildford killed five people and injured 65... First, the reality behind the explosions in Birmingham last night. A hospital surgeon who had to deal with the injured. A young girl... He served as a councillor for just 15 months 
before deciding to finish his studies in the seminary in Maynooth. The dashing Kennedy went on to earn something of a celebrity status. In 1980, he was fullback on the first Offaly team to win a Leinster title. Before the great triumph, in 1981, he was fullback on the first ever Offaly hurling team to win an All-Ireland. He was ordained the same year. There was always an air of glamour off Michael Kennedy. His family were well known for being distant relations to John F. Kennedy. In appearance, he bore a strong resemblance to the late president and presided over some of the family's births, funerals and weddings. Father Kennedy started off his priesthood in Tipperary, but was moved to Dungarvan in the spring of 1994. He proved popular among locals and was known for being patient and caring. But he was also known for being impulsive and making questionable statements from the pulpit. Shortly after his arrival in Dungarvan, one of his sermons caused a stir. He warned young people not to attend a fundraising disco for a local secondary school's handball club. He said the followers of the band that was playing would be selling ecstasy. But the event passed off without incident. He wouldn't always be so lucky. Let's go back to Dungarvan on the morning of Sunday, September 10th, 1995. After leaving Mass, John Murphy of the Cork Examiner filed his story of the local Dungarvan woman who was spreading AIDS. It made the next day's front page. The story was a sensation and the media descended upon Dungarvan. Hello there and a very good afternoon to you. Now, obviously, there was a lot of uh, varied reaction, I suppose, to that story from Waterford about AIDS from kind of shock and horror. At least 40 journalists were camped in Lawler's Hotel on Maher Street, while local doctors were inundated with calls and requests for HIV tests. You don't have to be drug addicted or homosexual to get AIDS. The HIV virus isn't choosy. Fear of the virus hit historical volumes and showed people's ignorance of how the virus is contracted. The news went international, with the BBC, Sky and CNN joining the frenzy. Garvin itself has become a media circus with tabloid newspapers prepared to pay thousands to anyone who'll talk. The Irish priest who claimed that a woman with the AIDS virus... Irish woman, motivated by revenge, has infected at least five men. News, Dungarvan in Southern Ireland. Tabloid papers were particularly wooed by the priest's links to the Kennedy clan. Fueling the panic, they printed headlines referring to the woman as the Dungarvan Angel of Death and the AIDS Avenger. Father Kennedy was open to interviews and revealed more details for reporters. I didn't condemn the woman. I didn't condemn any, anybody, which some people would, would say that I did. I didn't condemn anybody. I said we should try and show as much compassion um, uh, and kindness uh, to, to all, all those and that um, maybe the pulpit was the only place just to, to, to make people aware of, of, of the danger of AIDS. He said that the woman had slept with 280 men and that he had visited her on her deathbed in London. But there was also something curious at play. His statements were often confused. By Tuesday, his count of HIV-positive men had jumped to 14. How many victims have you managed to trace? 
I haven't traced any. I mean, we, the, the, the five I was dealing with, uh, well, in nine and all, but five have uh, turned up to, to have the virus. Excuse me, Father, but last five, night... Five, sorry, five, five, the five have the virus. There, uh, but there's nine others uh, are, are still... Um, they have done the tests. Uh, Twenty have done the tests. Uh, and nine are, are going back for another screening. He also met with the local health board, but he refused to reveal the identities of the infected men. The media was split, with some reporting the story as fact, while others questioned the priest's claims. Irish Times journalist Mary Holland spoke on RTE's questions and answers. If I was doing it as a journalist, I would want a lot more facts about the woman and, uh, the, and, substan- and the story being substantiated. This is a seriously ill woman and one who is obviously in great distress. I would like to know a lot more uh, about the facts of the story before... The community was also split. At the time, the power of the Catholic Church in Ireland was declining, but many still took the priest's word as fact. The sun shone as the week wore on, but the moods in the town darkened. Desperate for more material, tabloids offered rewards of £10,000 for information on the identity of the woman or her victims. Fingers were pointed and young women found themselves denying that they were the woman. Father Kennedy avoided the cameras and didn't show up for a meeting with the health board. Journalist Maeve Sheehan recalled sitting in the priest's upstairs living room. He lifted the net curtain pointed in despair at the journalists gathered beneath and delved his hands into his thick hair before beginning to cry. There was a backlash against the media as Dungarvan was dubbed the AIDS capital of Ireland. Scepticism rose and by the week's end, the international media left unbelieving. To this day, Father Kennedy stands by his story, but medical officials say it was a hoax and evidence of the claims never emerged. When you want the world to take notice of you, and really hear what you're saying, fear can be a powerful ally. But always remember, if your brand of fear is not built on a solid foundation, it can get out of control very quickly. And when the media gets involved, it's almost impossible to put the genie back in the bottle. Media Moments is brought to you by All Good Tales. There's only one way to resonate, and that's with a story. If you need to connect with your audience, we can help you. We help organisations create beautifully crafted stories through podcasts, brand newsrooms, PR, presentations and strategy. Find us on at All Good Tales on Twitter or email jack at allgoodtales.com. Media Moments can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Acasts and anywhere you get your podcasts. This episode was written by me, Jack Murray. Sound supervision is by Al Dunn at Unique Media. Join us next time when we hear the story of a golden radio voice seemingly lost forever until it created a media moment that would change the world forever. Forever.